on top. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Welcome back, Party on John Casters, to another episode of the Party on John Cast. This is Reverend Sal Sarmarco, a teaching elder in the Presbytery of Newton in the validated ministry of chaplaincy. And I love how you just have to be validated. I, I, I need validation. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie. And this is uh, Todd Laddick. I'm, uh, I'm an ordained elder in the Greater New Jersey Conference of the United Methodist Church, serving on higher ground from Sal. It's the only higher ground I give him. Except what divine providence would have you give. Exactly. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would also like to introduce, we have a special guest on our episode, um, and it's not like a special episode, a special it's episode. a special guest that's on our other, episode. That's every other episode. <laughs> that's every other episode, that's right. Um, but we have a special guest on our episode, um, and so I'd like to introduce Adam Gilbert, who is quite an accomplished musician. I know he won't say that about himself, but he is quite an accomplished quite musician. And uh, I love his music, and we're just super stoked to have him here on the show with us. Say hi, Adam. Hey, guys. Thanks, hey, for, having, hey. thanks for having me. really appreciate you're it. Welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad to have you. Yeah. So, uh, do, do me... Well, you know what? We'll, we'll get to your music and stuff in a little bit, but if there was one interesting thing you wanted people to know about yourself, what would that be? Um, let's see. One interesting thing about myself. Um, well... Uh, even though I am in the music world, some people do think it's interesting that I, I own a car wash. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you just want to go all the way interesting in left field. That's that's yes. never yeah. an accomplished people... musician and a car wash owner. Yeah, you, you don't see that coming. No, but but tell us now <laughs> that you said that. Tell us a little bit about this car wash. We're totally going to promote it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, it's a streamlined car wash and Route 46 in Rockaway. Um, and it's it's a new wash me and my buddy opened up uh, uh, three and a half years ago. Um, so it's uh, quite the adventure when one day you're thinking about writing music and someone calls you because uh, a pump is not working. So it's very <laughs> it's very it's very diverse. Right, right. Yeah, that that is really interesting. And you you will send us, I'm sure, like the link to your website or whatnot, so we can totally like put that on our episode notes and people can check <laughs> it out. Awesome. For, for sure, and it's it's actually funny. We you know uh, this is a business venture, but uh, we received some attention. We were actually just featured on the cover of uh, Northeast Car Wash Magazine, which is a trade magazine, <laughs> um, uh, and it covers the whole Northeast um, of car washes. And nice. just didn't see that coming either. So that was pretty do, hilarious. Do they have they a just, showing? Do they have a showing online for that? Um, yeah, there's probably a website for it. I mean, they sent us the magazine. Uh, send me, send me the link to that if you can find <laughs> it, and and the link to your car wash. We're totally. If you live in the the Denville, Rockaway, right. Northern right. New Jersey area, you've got to go to Adams Car, car Wash. wash. <laughs> and can you can you promise you don't play the song at the car wash? Right, I I, I do not promote my music at the car wash, but we have had bands play at the car wash in the drying mm-hmm. area in the summer, which is fun to incorporate some music in a car yeah, wash, yeah, which yeah. is also what? unexpected. Do they do the song at the car wash? Wasn't that a do disco song? The disco song at the car wash? Dis- oh, yeah, the car, the wash car wash song. Wash? It has been done. It has <laughs> been done. It has been done. Nice. To. Yeah, well, yeah. you're at the car wash, literally. Right. Um, <laughs> so that brings us into our next even more serious segment, which is right. the He Distills segment. Now, 
Uh, Adam, in, in case you haven't, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but we often do a Hebrews segment. Right, right. Of which Sal tells a, a, tired, a tired and corny but never will end joke uh, about – tell the joke. Well, <laughs> how do you know that God loves coffee? How? Because he wrote about it in the book of Hebrews. <laughs> Perfect. But um, okay, <laughs> <Perfect>. so <laughs> I'm going to tell a joke now. How do we know that Jesus recommends a good, moderate glass of whiskey during life storms? How Todd? Because when the storms raged on the Sea of Galilee and the disciples feared for their lives, Jesus raised up his arms and said, "Peace, be still." <laughs> and the seas calmed right down. <laughs> okay, I did nice. it. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? Well, you know what? You're our guest, so what are you drinking, Adam? Well, you know, I, I went deep into the fridge and didn't even know this was in there. Um, I don't want to look how old it is, but it's but it's good. And it's a, it's a Founders uh, Dirty Bastard Scotch-style ale. Oh. I don't know how it got in there. But it's it's delightful. <laughs> the whole thing sounds like contradiction of terms. So it's like founders, dirty bastards, and scotch. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe dirty bastard and scotch <laughs> could go together. <laughs> Taste very tasty though. It's, I, I mean, say. it sounds good. And founders, founders beers, all jokes aside, are are super good. Yeah, they're super good. Agreed. So, um, how about you, Sal? What are you drinking? So I am actually drinking um, a whiskey, uh, bourbon, but I'm. Drinking a bourbon cocktail called the Presbyterian. Oh, oh figured nice. it's uh, <laughs> fitting my nature as a Presbyterian teaching elder. Uh, it's actually a black dirt um, bourbon, single single barrel, um, very good bourbon. I think Todd has mentioned it on the uh, God and Whiskey podcast. Yes, when I was on there as a guest. Yeah, so check it out for a full review. Uh, but a Presbyterian is basically bourbon or whiskey uh, with equal parts club soda and ginger ale. So, I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. Very, very similar to a 7 and 7. And and you were predestined to make it. I was. Yes. And it may end up winding you up in hell, but that's God's choice. That's God's choice because okay. I'm good. depraved. Glad to, <laughs> glad, to, glad to know. So... so that brings me to what I'm drinking, which is an ever good Methodist. John Wesley right now would be so proud of me. I'm drinking Ardbeg. Uh, Isla Scott. Uh, that's how you say it, right? Isla? Isla. Uh, yeah, Isla, Isla Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. The ultimate, guaranteed, 10 years old, non-chill filtered Ardbeg. I mean, it just sounds wow. like it's Ardbeg. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pour that. Oh, listen to that. Doesn't that sound beautiful? <laughs> that does it, sound good. It, I mean, if you can see this, it, it's like almost as clear as Chardonnay, which is weird for whiskey. Um, and the entire room now smells like a campfire. <laughs> so when I – what I love about this whiskey, and I just picked this up yesterday, so I, I took a risk. It was 60 bucks. I'm like, you know what? This container is seriously awesome and I need to yeah. – I bet you the whiskey inside is great. So, so I bought this. And I tasted it, and Sal was saying something very serious. I forget what it was. And in the middle of his sentence, I'm like, Completely oh, cut me off. wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, 
it goes in sweet. And Sal tried it a little earlier. It goes in sweet. Uh, you can taste the sweet, like, malt. But then it, like, blows up like a campfire in your mouth. Not <laughs> in heat. I mean, it's it's very smooth. Very smooth. But it tastes like you just you just uh, smoked, smoked a, a pipe. pipe. <laughs> yeah. Sounds nice. Well, don't yeah. drink it all. You know, I'd like to... To, to have a little, little taste I'll of that. You, you're, you're, sell, you're selling it really well. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I'm here all day, folks. <laughs> so what I say we'll do, I don't know if you have something. Are you drinking out of a bottle or a can? Myself, I'm drinking out of a bottle. So why don't we clink? I'll clink glasses with, um, with Sal and you clink on something on the count of three, two, two one. Mm. Cheers, folks. Yeah, there we nice. go. All right. Good, good tones. Mm. Yes. That is good. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, folks, depending on how well we fare with these drinks depends on how understandable we are by the end of this podcast. But we all do things in moderation because I'm Wesleyan. <laughs> and we do it decently in an order because I'm Presbyterian. There you go. And we rock because Adam's here. We do. <laughs> <laughs> too kind too kind um so that brings us to our next uh segment which is our most excellent music segment adam gilbert takeover Start off with uh, what song you're going to review. So I'm going to review, it's off your album, uh, Softer Ground. It's actually the title track, uh, mm-hmm. Softer Ground. Um, there's something about your, your composing and your, your composition that's very, it's just very beautiful. I'll tell you that. Um, but this song struck me particularly, um, went through... Um, a relation, a divorce, and this the song spoke of sort of the sense of Jesus calming the storm and allowing that process to allow my heart, my ex-wife's heart, my current wife's heart, our hearts to to grow. Um, the lines that I really liked. Got to pull out my phone because I wrote them down. You have a line in the song that says, hold you closer and closer as the storms come in. And that, that line just evokes for me the image of Christ walking on the water and the disciples freaking, freaking out. <laughs> They're freaking, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> um, You're here. Which, if you've been through a relationship breakup or divorce. Peace, be still. Be still. Be still. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then you, there are a couple lines after that you say, on softer ground, two hearts can come up again. Mm. Um, which I find with my divorce, I had to go through that pain for my heart to be able to heal mm-hmm. and to grow. 
but that wouldn't be able wouldn't happen if uh god didn't god didn't dig up that dirt for me and reshape it and reform it and so mm-hmm. that song really spoke to me so mm-hmm. awesome um yeah thanks you're welcome and a close second was uh we're all accountable Mm. yes i'm glad you brought that up because that takes the burden of me having to mention that song off of my shoulders because now it's (laughs) it's out there (laughs) we're accountable let me tell you folks you want to you want to get smacked in the face and told to look in the mirror that song does it and it does it in a way that is honest and true and if you're insulted by it what can i say yep you're accountable (laughs) you're accountable (laughs) um Yeah, yeah. There is a, there is Adam. There is a very much an honesty to your music. Mm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about softer ground, Adam. Um. Well, Sal really hit it on the head. You know. Um. It. it for me, it was a. Uh, a point in my life where I wanted to hit restart. Mm. Um. Because I wasn't. I was a little confused. I was feeling down. Um. A relationship didn't go as I wanted it to, and um, and I knew I I uh, needed to start on uh, fertile ground. Mm-hmm. Um, something needed to stop for a while, and something um, I needed to reflect, um, and I needed to to heal mm-hmm. um, and rethink, and um, find a new place to start with uh, new seeds. Yeah, um, and obviously they those can't come up until you have that softer ground, which is the rain and the soil and getting kind of just that imagery of that it. imagery, just, imagery. you know, yeah. Um, Some, something has to die for it to be reborn. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, you know, I was lucky enough when I was writing that song, that's the first lyric I sang and I didn't know what it meant. You know, that's what happens a lot for me in my songwriting. Unfortunately, you know, um, I just sang on softer ground, two hearts can bloom up again. And I didn't have any other lyrics. And I, I understood it though. Yeah. Even though I didn't know why it came out, I understood what it was saying to me. For sure. Um, and I, you know, that's the thing where God works through you, right? Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't come up with those lyrics. You know, I, I, I put them into a song. Sure, you know, so that's that's right. And you were writing off of your heart, Mm -hmm. and God just took over, and and that's what came out of it, yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I'm sure we can all relate to that to that song in many different ways, whether it's Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're God's coming into your life and and uh introducing something new and making giving you hope that you didn't think you had, or it's a relationship, or you know, there's so many ups and downs where. Um, that song uh, fits for us and hopefully speaks to us. Um, and then I said, I have to get a visual with this. You know, I, I feel I need to express this even more with some kind of visual. Mm. So that's when the music video, the idea of that came forward. And um, I don't really have much experience in that avenue. But, um, you know, with just plotting it out and trying to figure it out and working with some talented people on the video, we were able to put something together that also felt honest and felt right and also expanded on the the lyrics to add some imagery with it. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really nice to see that come together. That video know. was amazing, and I, I have a confession to make. 
Mm-hmm. Adam invited me to the premiere of that video. And um, it was, well, first it was really awesome to go hang out with Adam and a whole bunch of cool people from uh, Vernon United Methodist Church. Uh, but it, the video was just, it just, it just the whole atmosphere there that night and that video was just, it's just moving. It really yeah. is. Thank you. Thanks. So you, you rock, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to make this clear. Adam is not a quote unquote Christian singer, so to speak. Adam sings about a whole plethora of different things. But he is a singer that is informed by his Christian faith. Mm. And so you can listen to his music and really see uh, his Christian faith come through in ways that he's not necessarily intending in the moment. But you go back and you listen to it and you're like, wow. (laughs) Wow, did that come out? Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that about you because it's just a part of who you are, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I never wanted to pigeonhole myself into one thing and I found well if I'm going to write music that crosses over into a Christian category wouldn't it be great to reach non-Christians with the message (laughs) (laughs) it's a novel thought go there (laughs) into all the churches and preach the news that everybody already knows oh wait that's not how it goes is it (laughs) right right so I mean you you think about like uh, some of the biggest bands in the world like U2 you know that right. that's the, that could be them, right? Yeah. Even um, you can say Coldplay has some crossovers music yeah. like that yeah. too, and the amount of people yeah. that they reach, yeah. Um, yeah, that they move and and most likely probably bring to God in maybe a different <laughs> avenue, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but because that's the ultimate, we want to become closer to God, and you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be in a church. Even though I'm a music director at a church, and I love doing that, yeah. Um, and that has a special place in my heart too, but. You know, outside of the church, it's okay to come close to God too that way. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, the 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 other band that I think that I don't know that they do that intentionally, but now that the cat's out of the bag, Slayer. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Which is like Slayer's like you know <laughs> satanic imagery all over the place, and yet the lead singer is, is a devout Roman Catholic. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jokes on all of those little Satanists out there who thought that they were into something rebellious. Um, right. But but it's, yeah, you know, like, what, it's not, there's nothing wrong with being in the church and serving the church. And I agree with you, and I love doing yeah. that as well. Yeah. But why why do we think that that's where God has called us to be in right. terms of our ministry? Because mm-hmm. our ministry mm-hmm. is to reach those who it's don't normal. know God. Mm-hmm. And it's not about bringing people to the pews. It's about bringing people to Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. If you've uh, if you've seen interviews with uh, Head and Lefty from Corn, they're both uh, born again Christians and have mm. both stated very publicly that you know because folks pastors will ask them why did you go back to Corn, mm. and they say well because my calling is to be in the world and to be with my people, and mm. those are their people, yeah, so mm. their family, yeah, yeah, um, mm. so. That was Sal's choice. My choice, I'm going to have to do uh, On a Hill. I remember when you first played this song, Adam, you were the music director of Vernon United Methodist Church. And you wrote this song and you tried it out on us uh, at worship, I remember. Yeah. And one of the things that have uh, has always spoken to me about this song is the line, On a Hill Far Away... Just love and grace for everyone. Yeah. And, and that 
image of like, no matter where you are in the world, there's that hill of Calvary that Christ was crucified on. That's right. And that impacted everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. I, that's another one where, um, so blessed and fortunate when I was writing that song, that's the first line I sang, <laughs> you know, I wrote the, I just had music of that chorus and I, the melody came out and the weird words came out and I wasn't pre-planning anything right. to write. And then I thought about it and then put the verses in and it all obviously fit. Right. But, you know, just, just accepting what came out and then, and there it was in that beautiful imagery on that as well. Right. Um, and, and, I, and I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no. And I remember people telling me the same thing that you said. With that yeah. imagery, you know, after it was written, you and it, 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 it just, it's, it just brings you there. It is right. the heart. It is the heart of Christianity that uh, something so ugly as crucifixion, something as so evil as crucifixion, and yet out of that comes love and grace for everybody. Out of yep. something so dirty comes something so beautiful. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and not to poke at my Presbyterian friend here, but for me... Oh <laughs> You're preordained to. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, at least I have divine permission now. Um, but for me, that's why, that's why I'm a Wesleyan through and through, is because for Wesley, it was all about God's grace. God's grace before we were born... God's grace before we could ever even respond to God, God's grace in allowing us to respond to God, God's grace in justifying us. And then once once we've accepted that cross on a hill far away, we receive love and grace through the Holy Spirit who leads us toward perfection and toward the kingdom of God. And it, there's nothing more beautiful in all the world than that message. And so and you capture it beautifully in that song. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I have to obviously give credit to, um, the players who really, you know, make it come alive too. Yes. You know, make yes. the song come alive. So you know, oh, very yeah, and you thankful have... to, you know, work with some incredible musicians on, on my music, you know, so yeah, yeah, they help yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you kind of, you write the lyrics, you come up with the basic melody and then everybody else comes together and just makes it explode. Yeah. In good ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, then, and if I were to recommend anybody to another song of Adam's, I would uh, also have them look on Fishing for Water, uh, uh, Only One. Mm. Only One. Uh, that song, that song starts off just like your general like rock song. You know, it's like, it's kind of grooving. And then all of a sudden, Adam's like, all right, Screw this. I'm getting into it. I dare you to live out what you say you believe. I just dare you to do it. Right. <laughs> and you yeah. don't let up, Adam. <laughs> no. Just, no, you just... know it. I'm going to blame I'm going to blame that on uh the fantastic drummer on that track, Mark Juliana, who just right. keeps driving and driving and driving it. So he gets that out of you even more. So um, so he 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 drummed into you the I'm just laying this all out there take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I, there's a little bit of um, also Dave Matthews influence mm -hmm. at the end of that song where you know you see him live and he just keeps going and going into it and he, you know, honestly going into it. So yeah, I was like, here's a section where I could 
try to get a little bit of that, what he does, um, and just really keep driving it home and that repetition. And yeah, you pulled so. it off. Oh, thanks. You it's a fun, it it's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, okay. Now let me ask you, what, what is your latest song? What is, what is the song you'd like us to, to like to talk about and like us to show or sure have people here? Yeah. I, I mean, the latest one I, I've done is, um, um, I feel really good about it. Um, the message is, I think, extremely relevant, um, with, especially, you know, you hear a lot about, um, people too young taking their own lives and they have nowhere to turn. Um, and it's a very sensitive subject to talk about in a song, but the song's called, I want you to know. And it's called that because, Hey, I want you to know that people care for you. Mm -hmm. People love you. People you haven't even met care for you. Right. And it's how can I capture that in music? So I just wanted to create something that was really honest and hopefully had an opportunity to change someone's life. Um, The music's simple. It's only a few chords. um, But I feel like the message is one of the strongest I was able to deliver. So, you know, the music should... For that song, I didn't want it to get in the way of what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, and um, and it's just me and a piano, and it feels good like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's a music video out on it. Great. Um, obviously, we'll on, post that. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was I just hope that message gets gets spread. Um, and it got it got uh, it got a lot of traction actually a lot in the Philippines. <laughs> Um, which is crazy, um, but I would get a lot of emails from people there, um, t- you know, telling them that the song really touched them, and you know, and it was kind of music um, is universal. Yeah, you know, people, it's, it's 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 the human soul, it's the expression of the human soul uh, in rhythm and in uh, harmony and melody, and. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If it connects with your soul, it connects with your soul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, just the way the song was recorded where it was, you know, um, we did the music video as the recording. So that's what you see is what happened in that recording session. Okay. Um, so it's like this is what you get and there could be some mistakes. and But that's fine because it I, it needs to feel human, you know. I, yeah. I like that. And if I if I hear someone singing in a in a in a track and a little off, for I actually yeah. like that because it I, says hey, I like it I'm, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 not perfect when I'm singing here. So you, you know? mean we shouldn't auto tune everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, if you're that bad that you need to, okay, but <laughs> but right, 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 yeah. So, yeah, why are you recording an album at that point? I don't know. But um uh, yeah, so what we'll do, why don't we pause right now and we'll take a listen to this song. Sure. Yeah. Floating in an ocean 
heroes when they felt broken My heroes turned this whole world upside down Won't you know Ooh, Won't you know Ooh, It's gonna be rough at times, cry night Doubt this life you will, but you are, you are love, you are light Won't you know Ooh, Won't you know have it folks it's that uh awesome. that's that awesome song yeah and thank you for sharing that with us uh adam we will post the link to the video and uh links to some of the other music that we've we've highlighted um if need be and we were to upload a couple songs to our website and just link to it would that be okay of course yeah, yeah. all right awesome. um as you can see folks we don't we don't uh we try to be as honest as we can and not rip off other <laughs> other artists without their permission <laughs> i mean that's what it's there for listen to right amen Spread, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, amen. Why, that's why it's created what what i love about uh uh adam is how and i mean this sincerely because i've known you for a long time adam um yeah we we go we go way back <laughs> yeah we do um yeah. but adam is what you see is what you get with him uh it's not a He's a very humble person. Your your talent is 
honestly, like second to none. I mean, you're talent. You were just super talented. But if you were sitting across from somebody in a bar, you're just an ordinary guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just I mean, an ordinary I guy, and I love that about just, you. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're all in the same boat together. I no one's better, no one's worse. And you know, honestly, I I, I have some friends that are that I think they are just you know, the most amazing musicians that I've ever come across. And I'm blown away at how they carry themselves yeah. as those people too. And then they're just ordinary people and it's, you know, ego can just only get in the way, right? Yeah, ego only so, ever gets in the way. Hmm. Only yeah, ever. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Just so you know, I'm going for seconds of Ardbeg. Round two. <laughs> Round two. The campfire wasn't high enough. <laughs> Um, so that moves us on to our actual topic. Um, music, music, I've been in churches where it's all about the music and all about the performance and all about, uh, you know, just everything being perfect and right and you can't do this because it'll interfere with the music or we can't do music during offertory because we want people to pay attention to the music and and there there can be in churches an overemphasis on the performance and not enough on the spirit but i also have been talked to people and been around people who believe like oh well why are we singing this many songs or can we only do one verse instead of four you know <laughs> like so yeah. what i want to get kind of talking about is the theological and liturgical significance of music and worship, how it should function, why we do it. Um, and really the, the first part I want to talk about is the fact that hymn singing and using music in, in worship has been going on since Jesus. I mean, Jesus, it says in, in scripture, Jesus and his, his disciples sang hymns together and praised God together. So this is, this is a tradition that goes way beyond just the modern era, right back to the original Christians and the original uh, disciples and Jesus. Um, why do you think, and I'll, I'll, I'll toss this to you, Sal, why do you think that um, that has been a tradition since the beginning? Well, part of it is the, uh, a lot of that is rooted in the, the Psalms, Um which go back pre pre Jesus. Um, if you're reading the Psalms, and if you go all the way back actually to, to Genesis, uh, Scripture speaks of you know making a joyful noise to the Lord, and mm. um, you know Westminster Catechism for us Presbyterians uh, says what is the chief end of mankind, uh, and the answer is to worship and to glorify God. Mm. And I think just innately music has been part of human culture for millennia. And that got translated into the Psalms by David, mm -hmm. um, which <coughs> then would have become Jesus's hymns. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you think about it, as we were saying before in the most excellent music segment, Adam Gilbert takeover. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, yeah. As we were talking about it though, music connects us. It's a language that, that connects to our soul in a way that no other does. It's a universal language. Yeah. Um, 
I can listen to Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata or Ghost Trio, the piano trio, and just be taken to a place of utter darkness and despair and then go to the Ninth Symphony and go through the ups and the downs of life that all, uh, was it, three or four movements uh, bring you through and then all of a sudden you get to the Ode of Joy <laughs> and it's like hallelujah. I mean, like, and, and there aren't, granted in the hallelujah end of it, the, the, the Ode to Joy, there are words being sung. It's a German poem. But but most of that has absolutely little to no music what's, or words whatsoever, but the music just brings you there. What, what do you have to add to that, Adam? Um, man, I mean, m- music and worship for for my perspective is everything because that's kind of yeah. what I do. Um, but yeah, it brings um, no, nobody. I've never heard anybody say they dislike music. Right. Amen. It's right. one of the it's one of the many things in the world where, you know, everyone has their opinion. Right. But I still right. on anything you can list. There's some things that people say, no, nah, I don't like that or I don't agree or I dislike that. Right. I don't think I've ever I've, I don't think I've ever heard that about just music in general. Just sure, music there might in be some. Yes, there might be some singers you don't like, but but it brings us to a place where ultimately I, I believe brings us closer to God. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially the human voice. Yeah. It's the most kind of mysterious instrument of them all. Um, and, and I once heard somebody say um, that he was a professional singer, opera singer. Uh, he, he said that actually all instruments attempt to imitate the human voice. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, of its – I mean obviously it's it's one, – one, it's so unique, right? Everyone's voice is different. Yeah. So it shows that unique personality behind the instrument – yeah. Of that you're carrying with you all the time. This instrument doesn't go. You don't put it away in a closet, or you don't leave it in a living room. And everybody has it. Everybody yeah, has every, it. Now you may right. not everybody use it well, it. but you have it. You have it. Yeah, yeah. And it's in 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 worship. You know, especially in a choir setting, or even if you're singing with a duet, if you're doing it together in a worship setting, where you're using your voice, um, in in a worship setting, I just there's it brings you so close. To God as a listener and as a performer, and that's the one I feel can, I can feel closest. You know, is when I'm singing these songs out loud and I'm using my voice. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I've been singing churches at a really young age, so I, I've been able to 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 use my voice a lot, and so yeah. it's everything to me. It's it's a big part of my life. God, I remember you were pretty much right out of college when you came to Vernon, right? Yeah. And where did you go to school, by the way? Uh, University of Miami in Florida. Right. Is that the Frost uh, School yeah, Music? Frost. Yeah. yeah, Frost School Music. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right out of college, Adam shows up at Vernon and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you really do – you get the heart of worship. That, that worship isn't any one part. You have liturgy. You have scripture reading. You have prayer. You have – the sermon, but you also have tying all of those pieces together, the music. music. Mm-hmm. And the music is that thread that connects <laughs> all of the pieces together. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that, I mean, so that basically 
as you're worshiping and singing the song, it's tying into the overall theme and the overall significance of the service you're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, and, of, some of the best theology is uh, hymn, hymns. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Liturgical yes. music. Um, and there, it ties to the, the common universal language of music. Um, mm-hmm. I can't help but think of uh, the physicist Michio Kaku says that if, if basically if science gets down to the root mathematical equation that it is God and then but music itself is also very mathematical you know there's beats there's tempos there's you know bars of music or a certain number of beats so at the very base music and god mend on mold onto that uh mathematical sense that timing that rhythm and that rhythm equates to the spirit that reminds me uh sal actually um I mean, sure, if you look back at, at, at the history of songs and liturgy and worship, um, the ancients definitely sang. I mean, the, song, the, the Psalms are a collection of poems that were collected and put to music and sang in, in the context of worship. Um, so that's, that's been going on since time immemorial. I, you know what it makes me think of is, uh, have you ever seen History of the World Part 1? Yeah. Uh, still waiting for history of the world part two, but I think that's not coming. Uh, but I love the, be- I love the beginning of that with the cavemen and it says, and music was born and you've got, you've got the one guy stepping on the toe and the other caveman going, ah, and then the other one hitting the other caveman in the gut with a rock. It's like, you know, so you've got the rhythm section and the, uh, you know, so, I mean, Music has been going on since humans have been around because of this mysterious thing we call the voice that Adam was so aptly talking about before. But um, in the medieval period, historically speaking, hymns were a, a phenomenal way for theology to be conveyed to people because public education just didn't exist. Only the elite got... Um, educated. So if you were born into a certain class or rank, you were educated. The rest of you were serfs and you had no way of learning how to read or knowing uh, what theology was, let alone how to to theologize, so to speak. So, so the way you conveyed the stories of the Bible and the theology behind them was through song. And it makes me think of um, Charles Wesley because he now Charles Wesley wrote I think 7,000 to 9,000 hymns and the Wesleys consequently were actually very big on education and and providing education for tons of people um, and really were at the uh, forefront of uh, public education uh, I, I believe the Presbyterians were right there along with right us. Right there alongside. Yeah. Um, so Charles Wesley wrote us this, this hymn, uh, And Can It Be That I Should Gain? And I just want to read the first uh, you know, verse, I guess you would call it, and refrain. So it goes like this. 
And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain for me who him to death pursued? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? I mean, right there, you've got on a hill far away, just love and grace for everyone. The core of the Christian message being conveyed not only through words, but through the music that ties those words together. What are your thoughts on that, Adam? Um, I mean, for me, like I've said so many times before, um, I just see how God works in so many ways through me. And um, in, in some of my songs where I'll just start writing, he, he gives me words, um, words that I, I'm not really sh- – at first I don't really know what they mean, but then – they reveal themselves when I'm trying to figure out what they mean and I'm putting it to music and then it becomes um, oh so clear and then there's just that moment of clarity for me in my songwriting and what it means to me as I write these songs and share them with other people um, as you described in, in that hymn. I guess that's that's my, my hymn in a way um, of my music and... Um, so sharing that that love and grace for everybody, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That gets, I think gets that's right to the point. Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, absolutely gets right to the point, and and I think music, um, I think just from the beginning, people understood that music not only, it's not only it doesn't, it doesn't just feel good, um, but it it. It speaks to the soul in a way that words can't. So then when you're able to perfectly match the words with the music mm-hmm. that convey not only the feeling of the music and the rhythm of the music and the movement of the music, but also the theology and the rhythm and the movement of God behind it, mm-hmm. um, those things connect in a way that I think um, just reading the Bible from from the pulpit mm-hmm. or uh, doing liturgy and prayers alone don't have the power to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I, I, it's an experience, oh, right? It's an experience for everyone together involved, yeah. the creators and the listeners or the singers, you know, so then we all feel even more connected, you know, while we're Absolute. doing that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, um, it, it, and that's, and that's actually a very, very good word. Um, experience. Mm-hmm. It takes it from, it takes the theology from being a head thing mm-hmm. where it's all up in my head. I know what the Trinity is. And I know what it means, at least for me, that Jesus Christ is Lord. But knowing and fully understanding with all of my being and fully feeling and experiencing that is not, um, it's not the same thing as just knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what music does. Music takes the head knowledge Mm. and brings it to the heart. Yeah. Yeah, the head. Brings it to the heart. Yeah, the head and the heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what are your thoughts, Sal, about how music um, transcends just mere spoken word? Well, 
it connects for me spirit and emotion uh, to the word. I was gonna say when you read the hymn, it just there's there's a sense that you want to sing it. Mm-hmm. Your, your body wants to sing it. Right. Um, right. Um, it conveys so much more emotion, so much more spirit. Yeah. Than just a written word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, music is absolutely vital, and that that's why I kind of find it tragic when people. Um, well, as I said in the beginning of this particular part of the discussion. You know, there are people on both sides. There are the people that are all about performance, about the ego, as as Adam said uh, earlier, that, you know, eager, ego never leads to a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who just, you know, it's all about them and performing and, you know, oh, look at me. Oh, don't leave until I'm done praying the, you know, playing the, uh, the, the postlude. And, you know, there's that. Um, and then there's the flip side. Oh. You know, are we singing all four verses? <laughs> like, can we just skip the hymns, go to the sermon, and get out of here a half hour early? <laughs> you know, um, the, the the tragedy on both ends of that, in my humble opinion, the tragedy on both ends of that is it is missing the point of worship, and the point of worship, I think, as Sal said earlier, is to bring glory. To praise and to glorify God, and what is the chief end of mankind? To worship and glorify. To God. worship and glorify God, and if and if I am bringing my ego into it, then I'm worshiping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I am trying to rush it because I've got better things to do, well, then I'm glorifying me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so on either end of that, you see the ego coming through. Um, mm-hmm. what do you have to say to that, Adam? Um, I think sometimes as a, as a singer, um, and as a musician, I have to, and I, it's taken a while for me to get a feel of this. And I still try to get a feel of it is get, get out of my own way mm-hmm. as I'm singing the song. Um, yeah, because, um, the goal is to to um, have people involved in in that experience of feeling closer to God, right? Mm-hmm. And I can do things that I don't know if that would help that experience feel closer right. to God. So my my decision making changes a little bit, uh, but that's my style, you know, um, yeah. because I I feel like. I feel like I don't want to get in the way of what is actually being conveyed at the time mm-hmm. in someone's, uh, you know, experience. Um, yeah. So those are kind of my thoughts. Get, get out of my own way. Get out of my own way. And I can actually say as a preacher, amen. Because you know what? When I'm up there preaching, I can easily get in my own way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and ego... Uh, you know, in any part of worship, no matter who's leading worship, ego can creep in and totally make things about you rather than about God. Sure. Yeah. 
And uh, the second we do that, we steer people in the wrong direction. A, A, they won't experience it. They won't experience that connection with God. They'll experience Todd's ego. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the same thing for Adam Gilbert. If Adam Gilbert's all up there about Adam Gilbert, oh, look at how awesome I am. (laughs) And uh, will you you stop talking in the middle of my singing, you know? (laughs) Right, Um, right. Then they're not going to experience God through the music. They're going to experience Adam Gilbert. Um, And that's what I've always appreciated about Adam is he, you know, I'm not trying to puff Adam up into something. No, go that ahead, go ahead. Make some blush. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> but what I like about Adam is, is he is intentional about taking transcending himself. It's mm-hmm. it's not about him. It's about us. Mm-hmm. It's about us in this moment of worship. It's about us lifting up God's name, and we'll do that any way we can. And and Adam is an experimenter. He is. He uh, yeah. You are. You didn't just stick with traditional right. worship songs. Right. Right. Yeah. And because um, I feel like there's a lot of of meaningful things that are said with outside of traditional worship songs or worship songs that aren't so straight ahead. There's some yeah. really um, moving things there that I think could also work. You know, because we talk about um, songs we can all sing along to, which is great. You know, that has its a really special place. Um, yeah. But then there's other songs that, you know, maybe we should just be more contemplative as we're experiencing it. Um, because there's a, maybe a lot more behind the depth of the lyrics or maybe there's a little bit more involved musically, but that is bringing us to a place. I mean, you think about Bach, right? Bach. Oh, I mean, yeah. you think you talk about his music, how it just t- turns and intertwines and somehow going through all this uh these caves and forests and but still emerges in a beautiful place for me you know i'm not gonna try to i I need to sit there and listen to that working itself out and at the end it's kind of this magical experience you know absolutely uh, without words right sometimes and that that really reminded me actually of um Gounod's um, Ave Maria, which he he takes from Bach's like mm-hmm. uh, it's basically I forget what the the name of the piece originally was, but it was basically one of uh, Bach's like training pieces to train people on how to play the harpis- harpsichord, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like uh, something yeah. Anyway, whatever that was, Gounod took that, rearranged it, and added. Ave Maria, the prayer, uh, Hail Mary, uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, God is with thee, mm-hmm. blessed is the, uh, f- blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Of course, this is all in Latin. But again, there, Gounod heard that piece, which was just a simple thing that Bach wrote to train people on how to play the harpsichord. Mm-hmm. And he took it and rearranged it and made it something that will bring tears to your eyes mm-hmm. and, and take you to to the heights of heaven where God and humanity came together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Um, but anyway, I, I agree with you. And I also know that you've also taken, I mean, one, I remember back when, um, uh, we were in Vernon, and you used to play "Lift Every Voice and Sing." That's right. 
But instead of playing it like the stiff, you know, Anglo-Saxon church, like, lift every voice and sing. You were like, nah. Right. Like, we're just jazzing this out. We're rocking this out. Uh, and I just appreciate that. Like, bringing life to the song, bringing an energy to the song. And I remember when you would play it that way. There wasn't a single person, old or young or in between, that were standing still in the pews. Right, right. You just couldn't. That's true, <laughs> and I and you know I give a hundred percent credit to that uh, from Ray Charles. You know that was oh, yes. I was yes. listening. You know I love Ray Charles' big influence um, as a piano player, singer, and he did that rendition, and I was like, yeah. Oh, Whoa! What Come on. what are we what are we doing? <laughs> you know, like yeah. this is how it should always be done. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but that was you know finding that arrangement was finding it you know through a popular music source you know an older popular right. music source uh, who happened right. and he was actually doing the hymn you know. Right. And it pulls and that pulls this full circle in the sense that if you only stay in your box. You you're left with a limited set of tools. Yes, yes. But but if you look for the divine in all things, it's amazing where God reveals Himself. So Ray, Ray Charles, which actually, if you know the story of Ray Charles and his life, it's not surprising that he would be rocking that song out. Right, right. Yeah. But who would have thought to go? Hey, you know. I, I think I'm going to check out Ray Charles to see what church music I should play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah it's not going to happen. <laughs> but mu- music, when it's done well, preaching when it's done well, uh, poetry when it's done well, transcends secular religious and connects yeah. to that mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely and that and that's what's important like i i think a church service without music would be a disservice mm. mm-hmm. just like a church service without the sermon or without the prayer or without the sacraments mm-hmm. would be a disservice um the whole put together is what makes worship worship mm-hmm. And, and as we've discussed, if you're not feeling it, if you're not experiencing it, then you're not truly lifting it up to God. Mm -hmm. And that's what music has the power to do. It has the power to take the knowledge that is transferred, I guess, uh, through word and through sacrament and bring the spirit right into Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. right into it. So... Whether it's classical, yeah. liturgical music or contemporary music, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the whole church wars of the last twenty years has been <laughs> over music, right? And there's an interesting trend here. I don't know if you've heard this, Adam. We we tend to think that younger people like the rock bands That's in right. church. That's right. That yeah. we, if we just have the if we have a rock and praise band, we'll have all the young people in the neighborhood. Right. And what churches are actually finding is. That's not necessarily true. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> in fact, um, the contemporary, the push for contemporary music came out of the baby boomer generation, the counterculture, 1960s, 
why do we have to sing these stupid hymns? Let's sing something different with spirit, you know? Yeah. Um, millennials, by and large, who have not even been in church their entire lives, are coming into all sorts of churches, some contemporary, some uh, mixed, some traditional, but they're coming into those churches uh, and if those churches are being authentic to who they are and they're bringing the spirit in the way that they do, those those millennials are connecting, mm-hmm. whether it's traditional or contemporary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do, what do you what do you find in the church you're serving in uh, in terms of that, Adam? Uh, well, you, you, a lot of thoughts on it. They started their contemporary service uh, five years ago. Um, in hopes of bringing, you know, I think most churches do, younger uh, uh, people to the church. Um, and they found that it was definitely a mix of people that come into contemporary service. And it wasn't and it wasn't overwhelming younger at all. It was pretty even, even out. Pretty even. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, what we found is the people attending that service really enjoyed the music. You know, we'd play, mm-hmm. you know, at least four songs every service. Um, and it was obviously different. It was very casual. Yeah. But um, that led um, that music um, to be uh, used more in the, that church as a whole, not just the contemporary mm-hmm. service. And we found that when we would bring that group into the traditional service, people would also really get a lot out of it. They'd come up to you afterwards and tell you how much that song meant to them. And, you know, maybe that wouldn't have happened if we weren't playing those songs there. Um, and then the beauty of uh, something that isn't that isn't so structured musically and you have a lot of people are open to it is, you know, the choir would sing with us, you know, and we combine yeah. both and even maybe do some Broadway songs that really fit, too. Um, yeah. So then it just kind of it's now it just starts becoming music, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just different genres of music. But, you know, I. It, it all works, you know, and it all. So you're telling people. me you have played Dancing Queen from Mamma Mia <laughs> <laughs> in church, haven't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. In Summit, New Jersey. No, <laughs> no but you're right. Um, there's so much for us to pull from. And finding the divine in the secular is but it both takes a person with the gift of being receptive to where God is, mm-hmm. where it's not obvious. But it, I think it also takes a willingness to engage the culture around you mm-hmm. um, and not just think that there's some sort of divide between God and the rest of the world right. as if God is here and the rest of the world's over there and uh, to hell with the rest of the world. We're with God. Yeah. God is everywhere. Everywhere. And then that's the importance of a music, a music minister yeah. like Adam, to be able to bring that music in, to find the divine in it. Yeah, leave the job to Todd and I to debate the theology and to flush that out. But if you can bring in the divine through... Dancing Queen? <laughs> absolutely. 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 Hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with the divine in Abba. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to sing money, money, money. Okay, so uh, I guess this brings us full circle. Um, but 
I just I can't stress enough the importance of music, uh, not only in our lives, but in our ministry and in worship. And to have somebody who is theologically grounded, as you heard out th- heard throughout this whole um, conversation, to have somebody who is both theologically grounded and and confident in their own relationship with God, who can play the hell out of a piano and make you just dance with the spirit and and adam you do have that gift for sure well, i appreciate that um, yeah. and and i think your leadership uh, at least i i saw that in you up in vernon your leadership is infectious so that the people around you feel your creativity and then they get creative and uh, i mean under your leadership let's see you you pushed mike robinson to write his own christmas song <laughs> and then don decided hey let's write a song that sounds kind of like elvis <laughs> that's right <laughs> and before you know it it's not just songs that we're pulling off the internet and playing really well but now we're contributing to that library of songs and adding our own experience of god into the mix and that is that is the power that of of um of music and especially music under a good leader who understands what he's doing mm-hmm. or she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate so, that. Yeah. It's, you're welcome. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really nice to have everyone have their own creative influence and bringing that into, into worship. You know, that means they, yeah. that means they really care, you know, about what, they're, <laughs> yeah. about what they're doing and it's bringing a piece of them into so that, which is, which is great. Yeah. And it's kind of important that people really care about God yeah. when they're leading people in worship. Right, right, right. Kind of <laughs> right. important. Right. Just a smidge. Yeah. Um, well, Adam, I just want to really thank you for the time that you've taken. And you've taken more time than most people realize for this yeah. this particular um, podcast episode. But I just really want to thank you for your time. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. And uh, you're always welcome back, and I'm sure we will have you back at some point to talk about something else. Maybe uh, we'll go more into Slayer next time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was great being here. I really appreciate you guys asking me to come on. To, absolutely to, to talk. uh so we're gonna give we're gonna give shameless plugs in our episode notes of adam's uh car wash <laughs> of his music videos of where you can find his albums and the songs that we particularly reviewed we'll upload to our website and link to it so you can hear it um so that way you're not getting like the 15 second clip of it on itunes or whatever right. if you don't have apple music right awesome um and uh we will uh yeah we'll 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 also invite you to check out uh our website our which website? is potty on potty on oh my god i just said potty on what is john it is john you know that's why we didn't call it the john cast by the way because we figured it would go down the potty <laughs> um <laughs> so we would like to invite you to the Party on John cast website. Partyonjohn.org. Absolutely. And you can check out my other podcast, which is Life Giving Water Messages dot uh, org. And actually it's Life Giving Water MSG as in message. Life Giving Water Message dot org. And you can find my blog at blackbeltspirituality.blogspot.com com and you can find all of us on twitter 
and social media. And you can get free bi-weekly devotions from Life Giving Water Devo, as in devotion.org. So I think that sums it up. Do you have a website or are you just not you're on Facebook or Um yeah, I mean I'm active obviously on both. I think you have to be on, on everything these days. But my mm-hmm. website, adamgilbertmusic.com, um and my Facebook, you can just type in my name, Adam Gilbert, and hopefully I'll come up. You'll you'll come up with probably about ten other Adam Gilberts, but there is only right, one right. Adam of course, Gilbert. Of course. Of course. <laughs> At least only one that would make it onto this podcast. So <laughs> um, and thankfully your your image is on a lot of your records, so you'll pretty much know which one he is when you see him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And um, yeah. uh, Pandora and Spotify as well. They if people oh, if yeah. people stream. Yeah. yeah. And that reminds me, actually, we're on, uh, not Pandora, but we're on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Google, Google Play, Play Music. Yep. We got all, we got them all covered now. We are all covered, man. I, <laughs> if only we got royalties for all of these. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you do, but they are the smallest <laughs> things you've ever seen. <laughs> They're like a fraction of a cent per oh, year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty it's hilarious. Like I, I could... I could make money quicker physically from rocks than I could earn it from the royalties. Do it because you love it. <laughs> That's right. Do it because you love it. Amen. So, Adam, again, thank you for coming. And uh, what else can I say but party on? Party on. Be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Amen. Rock on. All right. Chelsea leaves the couch and raptors by. Shots to his head, it wonders why. Mama questions how we will survive. We all stop silent stairs and fold the clouds. Monkey do with monkeys every fall, monkey dies.
Monkey, 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 monkey